0: This is wild, and this could possibly end up breaking up their relationship. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Happy almost new year. The year has come to a close. We made it prayerfully because Lord knows everything in its grandma has happened in 2020 one. Anna, what better way to go out than giving some predictions for the CFP, talking about Christmas Day, and all that good stuff. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate any of those holidays that occurred between then and now, and if you didn't, I hope you had two days just to vibe out and do whatever you want, because that's the issue nowadays. It just seems like you never have enough time to just do whatever you want. So, If you didn't, I'm sorry. And if you did, congratulations. But we definitely need to start off with our NBA Christmas Day games. And can I get a ho yeah for Cardiac Kimba being back? I mean, took them long enough. Well, it didn't technically take them that long. They had a COVID-stricken basketball team. And that is what led Tibbs to finally get Kimba Walker off their bench. Which, yes, Kimba has not been playing at his most potential since, you know, the trade from him from Charlotte to the Celtics and now him with the Knicks. But he's still Kemba Walker at the end of the day and your team really isn't winning basketball game, tips. So why was this man sitting on the bench? And a uh, cardiac Kemba showed him you probably won't do that again because he was sitting on the bench and not getting starting minutes, starting plays or just not playing in general for about, a good month until the Knicks started having COVID issues and they had to basically play anyone they can. And he showed up on Christmas day. I mean, he's from New York as we all know from his time at UConn, he has a really fun time up in MSG and he put on a show and he put on a show and I'm happy for him because you know, when you get traded from teams and people just treat you like, you know, you're not, Good anymore for some reason. I don't know. Like he said, he was in a bad situation in Charlotte, and the Celtics are a hot mess now. So that doesn't really mean much after that. And the Knicks could use him, and he's a hometown kid. Like there's so much that they could do, and Tibbs really needs to be arrested personally for the buffoonery and the shambles that he caused for basically most of their season. Now, I'm not saying they wouldn't be. 15 and 19 or whatever they are now because of Kimba like they wouldn't be you know 20 and one if they played them or whatever actually I don't know the math between 15 and 18 but you get what I'm saying and I'm not saying they would be at the top of the east if they played them but they would be in more competitive games if they played them and aren't that which isn't that what you want to do you know you want to put the best people out on the court so you can have your best chance of winning that's all I'm saying you know just just trying to understand what we're talking about Mr. Tibbs because it's just it's not adding up but hopefully now he's seen the light of day after Kimba you know has really popped off these last five games and you know he gets the minutes Kimba deserves because we stand Kimba Walker in this household but I do have to say the games were not completely bad on Christmas day given the fact that you know a lot of people who were playing were on 10 contracts um it wasn't as bad you know not a lot of us have a lot of faith in the Lakers anymore. You know, we went in with bright-eyed and bushy tails. You know, you had Garbalo, you had LeBron, you had eighty, you had all these people playing on the same team for the very first time. You know, a, a lot. We were really caught up in the nostalgia. If we're going to be completely honest about it, and that's all it's really been so far is a lot of nostalgia between you know what's going on with Ormarion and the surge in the league in general, and them just, you know, not being a lot of healthy bodies in general because their average age is probably, what, 32 on the Lakers squad right now? And so you can't really expect them not to, you know, have people sit out on a regular basis. And THT, as much as we love him and appreciate him, he's not at the point of his career gap where he can be your person you're depending on to score as many points as you would, you know, a Russell Westbrook or a Devin Booker or someone like that. And so that's really showing in the Lakers and they at least pushed a little comeback at the end of their Christmas Day game against the Nets. It didn't work, but at least, you know, they got enough energy compiled together and suppressed that to not make it look as bad as it did at the beginning of the second half. So good for you on that. But James Harden came out, had a great Christmas Day game. He played good for the past two games past that so maybe you know he got a lot of time to figure it all out during his month vacation that the entire Brooklyn Nets team seemed like they took I don't really care about Utah you know Utah's pretty average love Devin Mitchell don't get me wrong love Devin Mitchell but I just feel like it's you know wrong to cheer for Utah personally because mm, I have feelings about that state but good for them they won they managed to pull it off I mean, the Mavs, I really thought they were going to come back. Like, I want to know. Obviously, I could figure out probably much how much Jalen Brunson is making. But, like, he has really been the backbone of the Mavs since Luka went out. So, if you're not watching Mavs game, at least tune in for Jalen Brunson. Like, again, there's 99 other people on the team. You probably have no idea who they are. But Jalen Brunson was drafted by them. And he's, he's doing really well. That was the probably the most shocking thing I saw during that game. Didn't really watch the Suns and the Warriors, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Because it was Christmas Day. Like, you got to do other stuff on Christmas Day other than watch basketball. But I do have to say that if you would have told me at the beginning of 2020 or whenever that last season started that the Warriors and the Suns were going to be the top two teams of the 2021-2022 NBA season, I would have probably looked at you like you lost your mind. Because... The Warriors weren't really good the last season before, and, you know, the Suns have always been the Suns, who were kind of a mid-team. They never really did—well, they did completely awful back in the day, but they never were, you know, that great, and they never were—they started not to be that bad anymore. Now they're really, like, those teams. Like, it's the Warriors and the Suns, and I'm I'm happy for them. You know, Devin Booker's finally getting his shot, Chris Paul, and I really think that could possibly be a Western Conference Finals, you know, come— the end of summer, the beginning of summer, whenever those things take place. And I'm excited to see. Like, every time they play each other, it's a close game. It's a competitive game. And, I mean, you got our three-point shooter champ guy and Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Like, you, you just – I feel like people in my generation or a little bit generations before that, you know, people in their 20s to late teens, we expect these kind of performances from these athletes – And that's not very common for someone to go out and, you know, score 50 points or score 45 points. And because so many people do it and it's done so many times, I feel like we just expect it. And so we don't see the magic. And it like, it's not normal to go out there and score 40 plus points. It's not normal to go out there and be, you know, 15 of 18 from three. Like, that's not normal and it's normal because so many people are scoring that many points. And it's normal because you've seen Steph do it 99 million times. But let's not get lost in the magic, y'all, because unfortunately, these guys can't play forever. And it's going to be a different league when they're gone. But we really have to, you know, give some appreciation for that. I know I got in my little soapbox for a minute, but I mean, we we have to. We have to because who knows? As fast as his year's flowed, it's going to be a blink of an eye. And then we're going to be giving, you know... Steph his little retirement ceremony and that's going to be that's going to be a really interesting day in the league because he's done so much and not just Steph like Kevin Durant like Kevin Durant owned a generation he owned my like middle school to late elementary school like all the kids were rocking around and they're like Katie ones with the you know OKC colors and there was Khalifa little patched hair dye like that was that was elementary school and middle school for me And our second best friend came up the NFL this weekend on Christmas Day. It was interesting, I guess. It was pretty mid, if we're going to be honest. The Browns are the Browns. You know, you poor Browns fans. You, You aren't really good at realizing what you need to realize is that, you know, Baker might not be that guy. And that's okay. Like, a lot of teams have gone through the process of seeing that their guy just can't be their guy anymore. And you invested a lot. You put in a lot. This man uh, is in 995 progressive commercials with, you know, the stadium in it. And you got to really separate the guy from the football player. And it's just not working out. And you need to figure it out. Like, we really went through a really long time where the arrogance of wide receivers and how they're, you know, divas has shaped the way we see quarterbacks nowadays. And, Y'all were saying OBJ was a diva, and that's why he wasn't getting targets. That's why he was missing cash, and you blamed it on him. And now he's gone, and the same situation is happening. So I don't know what to tell you, baby, but it's, you. sometimes you got to reevaluate the house. And you're on the cusp. You're technically not out of the playoff race yet. The Browns are technically not out of the playoff race yet. But – Yeah, the playoff race in my book, if we're going to be completely honest. And Baker Mayfield is just not getting it. And you got to realize it. And hopefully during this offseason, they can reevaluate and figure it out because he's not a bad quarterback. He's just not your guy anymore. And that's fine. But talking about people who are just not doing what needs to be done. That is the Arizona Cardinals. These guys came out flying I mean high flying top tier they were running here and they were running that they were doing whatever they wanted on the football field and it seems like the past month of December they just can't figure it out like I don't know what happened like did y'all have quarrels within your team did someone like you know go on a date with somebody's baby mama like I don't get it because it's like y'all aren't even on the same page anymore and you can tell because you're losing games you need to be winning like You lost to the Detroit Lions, baby. Not a good look. (laughs) And you came back this week, but you still ultimately ended up losing. And, you know, thank God for half of the other teams in the NFC to be completely awful. And you ended up clinching your playoff spot. But now you're in a wild card. Like, y'all should have already clinched the NFC by now. Y'all should be the number one home foot of Like, that's what y'all should be doing. But now you're going to be a wild card, possibly, if, like, everyone else in your division completely falls on their face, which is likely, which is likely, but there's still only two weeks left. And they have the potential. Like we saw at the beginning of the season and now they're just falling flat on their face. And it's not a good look. It's not a good look. It disappoints me as a fan. And it also disappoints me as someone who said that they could win it all this year. Now, was that possibly a jinx on my part? Definitely. It's really starting to look like that, but we're just not going to, we're just not going to harp on, you know, what I said two, three, four months ago. We're just going to look at the future and hopefully they can get it together and not make me look like a jinx anymore because, you know, I thought we were past that. I thought we were past my jinxing stage, but it looks like it's just coming on a little bit later on in the season than it was previously. But on the opposite end of what the Cardinals are doing, we got to pay attention to the Miami Dolphins. Like, they were on a seven-game losing streak and now they're on a seven-game winning streak. Like, what? Like can they, you know pull off a little Tampa Bay? Now, Tampa Bay wasn't that down bad at the beginning of the season, but they were pretty down bad and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Like now I'm not gonna say two and France are about to win the Super Bowl. like let's let's not get a little crazy, let's not flip out a little bit. But I'm saying it, it's a high likelihood they can get in the playoffs. They can make a deep run, especially with the situations they got going on now. like that's a serious contender team. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's going to be completely bad. It's not going to be completely great. But we got to give the kids credit as credit is due. Like, shout out to y'all. You're really doing things. And I'm not saying that I was, I was worried. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I was worried. I was worried for Timba's spot. Timba. Spa, Timba. <laughs> I was worried for Tua's spot. And, you know, Jalen Waddle. he just got there. And they were talking like, bam, this, bam, that. And they had the chemistry. And as. It takes any time, you know. Once you leave a relationship, you go hang out with new people, you gotta figure out your waves, you gotta figure out your vibes you had together, you know? And so it took them a while to to get the vibes back vibing. And so now that they finally got that, I think it's working. And it obviously it shows on the field like seven-game winning streak. And it's the first, I think I saw it was like the first time a team ever had a seven-game winning streak and a seven-game losing streak. And as wild as this year has been, that feels about right for us to be breaking like random records that some crazy intern had to find in the middle of the night. So congratulations to the Miami Dolphins. Maybe that's what happened. That's what happened. The Dolphins stole the Cardinals magic from earlier in the season. They were like, we'll just just borrow that. We'll just borrow that because I just don't think y'all need it, but we need it more for morale purposes, especially from a team that's just always been kind of mid I'm going to say less than mid, whatever less than mid is, but not completely awful. That's what they've been for the past few years. And the fact that, you know, I'd I'd consider this season a win for the Dolphins, even if they don't make it into the playoffs because of just going from losing seven straight games, because, you know, especially in the NFL, once you lose about five or six, everyone's like, okay, we're going to (laughs) take. Everyone's like, okay, we're tapping out for the season. We're going to look to next season and possibly get a high draft pick. Like, but they didn't do that. And congratulations to them because I'm not one against tanking because sometimes tanking is fun. Sometimes tanking is fun, funny, and hilarious. But when you have good potential in your team that just needs to figure out some of the kinks, it's good to not tank. So I decided to watch the Houston-Texas game this week. And as you know, who really taps in for who knows what the world is happening over there at Houston, Texas? But thank goodness I decided to turn on the channel this week because I got just a lot of good gems, particularly from the announcers. Now, if you're not into, you know, gymnastics, you may not know that Simone's Bow's boyfriend, Jonathan Owens, plays for the Houston, Texas. And personally, I just knew his face. I didn't really know his name that much. And so I'm watching, you know, the game, he gets a pick off Justin Herbert. And I'm like, you know, oh, good for him. I don't know what his number looks like. Because I'm not that invested, but I knew who he was. And so they like, you know, after they run around the field, and they're all happy and excited that they got a pick, they take off their helmet. And I was like, oh, that's Simone's Smith's boyfriend. Mr. Announcer goes, "Oh, such a great day for Simone Biles' boyfriend, Jonathan Owens, as she's in the building. Because I know that would definitely impress my wife, as she was in here, and my wife isn't even Simone Biles. Like, come on now, y'all! Y'all could at least say Jonathan Owens who dates Simone Biles. Like, like you didn't, you didn't have to say Simone Biles' boyfriend, Jonathan Owens. Like." You could have said Jonathan Owen, who dates Simone Biles as they showed, you know, Simone Biles on the TV screen because both interceptions he had, they definitely panned that camera over there to where she was sitting at in the stadium. And I was like, this is wild. And this could possibly end up breaking up their relationship because I don't know much about this man, but he doesn't give me, you know, Serena Williams' husband, Olympia's dad, you know, his name is Alexius Olympus Senior or whatever, something like that. He doesn't give me those vibes that he's down for being second, sick second, sick you know, behind the stage supporter kind of guy. He doesn't give me those, those vibes. Personally, he doesn't give me those vibes because if y'all remember the clip back when the Olympics were happening and she did her little Facebook series show, like making some own or something like that. And he said he didn't even know who she was. Like she told him like, oh, I'm this famous gymnastics Olympian. Come on now. None of us believed it. And that's why I just don't get those vibes. So hopefully this doesn't become a problem. But he just he just really doesn't give me those vibes. And that was really shady, that announcer person. Like, that is wild. The fact that he said that on... Well, it wasn't national television because it wasn't a national televised game. But, like, people saw it. Like, that's wild. That is completely wild. And that is why it was the best thing I saw this week, personally. It was my favorite moment out of this entire week because... Like, like I was thinking it, but I'm not an announcer for the NFL or CBS or whatever on national television. Like, I can think of those things at home, sitting on my couch, watching on TV. You know, I can give that kind of color commentary. You probably shouldn't give that kind of color commentary on TV. There was a whole lot of color commentary happening during the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys games, as it was definitely not about what was happening on that field, because bless their little hearts, Washington, that was just not your day that was just not your day and it really wasn't your day in the second quarter as your teammates were fighting each other if you didn't know for some reason you're living under a rock Jonathan Allen and Mr. Payne got into a little and um campaign put his finger all up in Jonathan Allen's face and Jonathan Allen got up and punched him and I don't blame him because if you're gonna put your finger in my face like one we're, ki- we're kindergartners two like I'm your kid I'm probably gonna punch you back in your face too like Plain as simple as that, like, no problem with me. And, yes, we're down bad. Yes, we're going through arguably one of the toughest seasons in the NFL, and you're trying to get that playoff spot, and you're losing 42-7, to and it's not even halftime yet. Like, I get it. It's a bad situation. You went to Alabama together. Now you're playing in the NFL together. Like, y'all should be friends. Y'all should be comrades, whatever, best buds. And the fact that I get it, you know, sometimes the people you know in the longest know exactly how to get under your skin. But y'all could at least did that in the locker room at halftime. Like we as the whole entire world did not necessarily have to see it. Grateful that we got to see it, but we probably shouldn't have seen it. I don't think enough people talk about Tom Brady's like social post after they win a game or after any game in general. Like those things are fire. And I know a lot of people don't like Tom Brady. I know a lot of people don't like him because he wins a lot or that he was on the Patriots and who really likes the Patriots, but he's no longer out there. And like, I, I, I appreciate Tom Brady. He seems like a very cool guy. And these videos also help like shout out to his social team because they deserve an award. They deserve a streamy. They deserve something because they're putting out quality things every Monday and or Tuesday if they play Monday night football. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the videos basically start off with him being like, you know, Great win with the guys. We pulled it together. We were lacking off, but we figured it out. da 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 Love being a buck. Love my teammates. Love them all. And then it goes into this, like, really cool montage of, like, shots from the game. And the part that I really like the most is that it's not just shots of Tom Brady, like, throwing passes or, like, doing all this stuff. It's usually never a shot of him. It's usually a shot of his teammates scoring touchdowns or getting picks or stuff like that. And that... That's just so nice to see, you know, because Tom Brady could, you know, have a whole highlight reel himself every week being posted. And no one would say anything because it's Tom Brady. Like, yeah, he's won 99.5 million Super Bowl rings, And nobody would think of him not posting, you know, him posting himself in that situation. Nobody would like bat an eye about it. But the fact that he does it and he does it with his teammates, it's cute. It's cute. And I love to see it. And you should. I love them. I literally look forward to them every single week. They're great. He's great. Oh, love the Bucks. They're fun. They're fun. Well, that's all I got, you guys. That is the last episode of Her Sports Convo in 2021. It's been a wild ride, you guys. We've had a fun year. We've had an absolute fun year. And I just have... I don't know. I just have this feeling that, like, 2022 is going to be a big year for us together as a, collect- as a collective, as a conversation, as a group of people who come together every week as a community. I just... I don't know. I just have this feeling that something's we're going to have big things going on in 2022. And I personally hope you who are watching this, you know, the few of you who come hang out, especially on the podcast, that you have a great year, too. Who knows what's going to happen? I just don't want 2022 to be completely awful. Like, it can be, I take an average year at this point. You know what I mean? Post the last two years, an average year would be fine. Like, we're just going mid all year long. Like, it'd be fine. But I, I just, oh, I don't know. Big things are on the way for all of us. And I hope you have a safe and happy New Year's. And make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe wherever you decide to listen to your podcast episodes at. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports combo. Check out the Her Sports combo YouTube channel. I post new videos up there every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I Posted a little sports rewind this week up there. So, if you feel like you forgot some things that happened in the past year in sports, definitely go check it out. I ran over some of the things I thought was personally the most important. And subscribe to the Her Sports Convo podcast YouTube channel where I post, you know, the new podcast episodes every Thursday at 11 a.m. And you know you guys have a good end of year like do something you never thought you would do in the new year try something new meet new people do it safely because you know it's wild out here in these streets right now but take the necessary precautions as you probably should and as always be safe have fun and don't be afraid to join the combo.